Judge is the American League single season home run leader. BAL King, case closed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Double Play Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Smith. Ryan is not with me today. He is finishing up finals, and I figured I would put out a little solo episode to hold you guys over until we can break down the craziness that is happening in MLB free agency. Today, I'm solely going to talk about Aaron Judge. We're going to save all the rest of the talk for when Ryan and I can record an episode later this week, most likely on Friday. It'll probably come out on Saturday, where we can talk about Jacob deGrom and Wilson Contreras and Justin Verlander and Trey Turner, all the big free agents that have signed so far. But today, as a Giants fan, I'm going to talk about the seven minutes that Aaron Judge was a San Francisco Giant, and then the rest of it, where he is going back to the New York Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million deal. So let's start right there. Aaron Judge back to the Bronx for nine years, $360 million, which is $40 million average annual value, the highest ever for a position player, passing Mike Trout, who was just underneath 40. It's the third biggest contract if you include the two pitchers that have gotten over $43 million, Justin Verlander, who signed with the Mets this offseason, and Max Scherzer, who signed with the Mets last offseason. But Aaron Judge, to the Yankees, as I predicted and have been predicting for a couple of months, despite my best wishes of him becoming a San Francisco Giant, is great for the New York Yankees. He's going back to be the captain, coming off one of the greatest seasons that a Yankees ever had, one of the greatest seasons that a hitter has ever had, reaching those Barry Bonds level numbers. Aaron Judge was absolutely phenomenal this offseason, and the Bronx brought him back. I really didn't have doubts about this going into the offseason. The Yankees don't tend to miss out on their own free agents that they really want to get back. And I figured that Judge was one of those where they just knew they couldn't let Aaron Judge leave New York. But over the past couple weeks, and yesterday specifically, it seemed very, very sure that he was going to be leaving New York. And John Heyman actually reported that he was going to join the San Francisco Giants before having to rescind that tweet seven minutes later. But up until yesterday, I felt pretty confident that Aaron Judge was going to stay a New York Yankee. There were some other buzz about different teams being involved, which we'll talk about later. But ultimately, Aaron Judge, they got the deal done with the Yankees. They ended up paying up for that ninth year, which seemed to be uh, what he was looking for from them. He got $360 million. They pretty much matched what the Giants had on the table. And I think it's great for Aaron Judge. He gets to go back to the Bronx. That stadium is built for him. He obviously hits some massive home runs, but it definitely helps his home run total to play with the short porch out in right field, just play in Yankee Stadium. The Bronx, the the Yankees fan, they absolutely adore him. He's one of the best things, uh, one of the best prospects that they've ever developed, one of the best players that they've had recently. And he's coming off a year where it just felt like the Yankees could not lose him after the kind of production that he put up in 2022. So good on the Yankees, good on Hal Steinbrenner, good on uh, Cashman for bringing back Aaron Judge. He clearly was the entire Yankees offense last year, and they're going to have to add some pieces around him, which they're rumored to be looking into right now, and Carlos Rodon, potentially Andrew Benintendi, potentially some other pitchers uh, to, to be a number two starter behind Garrett Cole. But they're clearly going to need to add, because last season wasn't enough, despite Judge having that fantastic year. They were still swept by the Astros in the postseason. 
but it's a good first start, and, and I think it's you would have seen some some Yankees fans freaking out, and I think you would have seen that franchise take a downturn if they had let Aaron Judge get out of New York. But he's back on a nine-year, $360 million deal, which as a, as a Giants fan, pains me to see that, considering Aaron Judge, a Bay Area boy, grew up as a Giants fan, everything that's been coming out recently made it look like he was going to become a San Francisco Giant Unfortunately, though, they were not able to seal the deal the Yankees ponied up at the last minute to bring Aaron Judge back to New York. Let's talk about the Giants, though, because for seven minutes, Aaron Judge, or Arson Judge, which is what the John Hyman tweet said, was a San Francisco Giant, and it seemed like the Giants had made the big splash, the franchise player that they'd been looking for forever. They just barely missed out on Bryce Harper, John Carlos Stanton, Shohei Otani. They were in on the Juan Soto deal, and they couldn't get any of those guys. And it looked like Aaron Judge was going to be their big chance. Coming off such a great year, he would have brought the fire to the offense that they have not seen since Barry Bonds. Uh, and especially after Buster Posey retired, they were in dire need of a new face of the franchise. Aaron Judge fit the bill perfectly as a hometown kid, and they just weren't able to get it done. It's one in a, in a long line of big-name free agents, big-name trade candidates. That just The Giants have been right there, the second team, the third team and on, but haven't been able to make that final jump to be the, the, the final destination. And they weren't for Aaron Judge either. He clearly was interested in being a San Francisco Giant, but his love for the Yankees and playing in New York ended up winning over, and he took that nine-year, $360 million deal. There's a couple things that I want to talk about with the Giants, because it does show that they are clearly willing to spend that level of money. They had that same offer that the Yankees had for $360 million on the table, and Farhan Zaidi, the general manager and the president of baseball operations, or the assistant general manager and president of baseball operations, had been reluctant in past years to hand out a contract that big, but clearly for the right player, which they viewed Aaron Judge as, they're willing to spend the money, and it shows that they do have that kind of money to spend, and so that, to me, that raises the question, where do they turn from here? Now, they signed Mitch Hanniger from the Seattle Mariners, also a hometown kid, went to my alma mater, Archbishop Mitty High School. They signed him to a three-year deal worth just over $43 million to fill one of the two outfield spots that they wanted to fill, and they said that they were clearly looking at Hanniger and Judge as their two outfielders that they really wanted to bring in this offseason. They got one, couldn't get Judge, so from my calculations, they need another outfielder. They need a starting pitcher who's going to filter in probably in the middle to back end of the rotation to go on top of Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, Anthony Disclafani. And they'll probably need one more splash. Now, they've been rumored to be in on some of the shortstops. They are potentially could be in on Brandon Nimmo as out of their outfielder. But if they had $360 million to spend on Aaron Judge, they clearly can use that money somewhere else. And to me, that just raises the question, would they spend it on someone that's not Aaron Judge? Because they clearly wanted Aaron Judge as a face of the franchise, a hometown kid who they could market, they could sell tickets off of. Do they think that meant that money is still worth it spent somewhere else? Like a Carlos Correa, who I've said from the start of the offseason is the player that I want the Giants to get most, uh, even sometimes past Aaron Judge, because I think he's a great fit. He's younger. I think he's probably a little bit more durable. Um, and I think that even though he's not a face of the franchise level guy where you, you can't market him like you can Aaron Judge in San Francisco, I still think he has the potential um, to be just a, a franchise leader. And I think that he's shown he has the talent to do that over the past couple of years. Um, and I also thought he might be a little bit more affordable than Aaron Judge. So 
The question is whether the Giants will turn in that kind of a way. Will they bring in a Carlos Correa? Will they bring back a Carlos Rodon or a Dansby Swanson potentially, or even Brandon Nimmo? Like, do they think that the money is worth it if you spend it on those guys as opposed to a generational talent, one of the best seasons of all time, and Aaron Judge? So that's that's where my mind is kind of going right now. They have some some holes to fill. In past years, they've taken a more conservative approach by signing shorter deals for less money, like you saw with Carlos Rodon last offseason, where it's clearly they're clearly right about the kind of talent uh, acquisition that they have. They they know how to seek out some of those guys that are value deals that they believe will end up performing more than the money that they pay them, like Kevin Gosman, like Alex Cobb, like Carlos Rodon. But will they? end up finding one of those guys they think can be good and giving them a long-term deal. They were clearly willing to do it with Aaron Judge, but now I'm just curious as to whether they will shift down to kind of these B options, the B-level options in Carlos Correa or a potentially a Carlos Rodon, Dansby Swanson. Do they think that the money is well spent if they do it there, or will they try and seek out another short-term deal? I, I, I really don't know. I, I hope that they end up spending the money because they were an 107-win team just two years ago. They clearly have a, a knack for finding talented players. They clearly have a knack for developing younger talent and especially pitching talent. So I hope that they mix mix up a little bit of the talent acquisition, the, the, the ability to find some of these players that overperform the amount of money that they're being paid. But I also hope that they add some star talent because it's clear in a division with the Dodgers and the Padres who we're about to get to, star talent can win out even though some teams are better at developing it. Sometimes you just need those star players, which the Dodgers and Padres clearly have. But let's get to the San Diego Padres because to me, they've probably been the surprise of the offseason and they really haven't landed any big free agents. They offered $400 million to Aaron Judge. Let me repeat that. $400 million. Who knew the Padres had that kind of money to spend this offseason? Because they already have Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis on huge deals. They've got you Darvish and Joe Musgrove on $100 plus million deals. And oh yeah, they've got this kid named Juan Soto who's going to make a lot of money in a couple offseasons. And yet they're still out here offering $400 million to Aaron Judge. And they also offered $340 plus million to Trey Turner, which would have made him the highest paid shortstop of all time. And they have the second highest paid shortstop of all time in Fernando Tatis Jr. So I've just been uh, kind of amazed by the kind of money that the Padres are willing to offer some of these guys. And it's really interesting to me because I thought that they were going to stick it out with this team. They've got all the star power guys and they were trying to make it work next year. But for some reason, they think that they need and they think that they can offer this kind of a money, this kind of money to bring in another huge contract. And I think what that points out is they're expecting Manny Machado to opt out next year, which to me, I'm not the biggest fan of thinking that Machado is going to leave next year and then moving on for someone like Aaron Judge or Trey Turner. Because Manny Machado has been their best player since they signed him to that record contract. He was an MVP finalist this year. He's a great defender at third base. He hit the cover off of the ball, and he's performed well against all division opponents. So I think that it's pretty interesting when you look at the way the Padres are built already with some of the massive contracts they've already given out. And then 
just be surprised at the amount of money not only that they're offering to some of these bigger free agents and Aaron Judge and Trey Turner, but also the fact that these guys are turning down those offers. What does that say about the Padres? Aaron Judge took a $40 million discount to sign in New York, and it didn't even seem like the Padres were his second choice. Trey Turner took a pay cut to go to Philadelphia instead of playing in San Diego. And I know Trey Turner sometimes has said he doesn't want to play on the West Coast. Aaron Judge clearly had allegiance to the Yankees and allegiance to the Giants, but I've been surprised by what the Padres' numbers are showing up in some of these offers to free agents, and I'm also surprised that they haven't landed anyone with this kind of strategy, and that also raises the question, where do they turn next? And to me, also raises the question, what does this mean about Fernando Tatis? They already have Tatis and Ha-Sung Kim, who both play shortstop, and yet they offered a different shortstop, the record contract, which makes me think that they might be playing Fernando Tatis in the outfield this season. They could have Juan Soto and Wright potentially try and turn Tatis into a center fielder, or they're not 100% confident um, in Tatis's character, potentially in his health, um, for what he could provide to the future of this franchise. So it's clear that the Padres want to get some deals done with uh, Aaron Judge and Trey Turner's offers, and I think that means they're going to turn and give this money to someone else. And while the Giants may be thinking that they want a face of the franchise guy and they could save the money for next offseason when Shohei Otani comes on the books or comes off the Angels books and onto the free agent market, or in a couple years if they think Juan Soto might be a free agent. I think the Padres right now are looking to spend whatever money they have on whoever they can get their hands on, whether that be Xander Bogarts or Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa. I think they clearly just want to bring in good players because they recognize their window is now. But I've just been surprised to see that they have this kind of money to offer, considering what they already have on the books and what they have coming up in free agency, specifically with Juan Soto in two years. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Just wanted to catch you up on some of the biggest Aaron Judge news because Ryan and I will talk the Jacob DeGrom contract, the Justin Verlander contract, some of these other bigger deals in free agency, and some that I assume will come up over the next couple days. We're going to record, I believe, on Friday. Give that to you guys, uh, the episode, by the end of the week, because we're dealing with finals right now, but we're finally finding some time to talk some baseball now that the college football season's over. Now that final season is pretty much ending for me, but I just wanted to come on to the mic today to talk Aaron Judge, of course, uh, pretty defeated as a Giants fan, especially after the uh, quick early reports that he was going to be a Giant before those all faded away, and I woke up this morning to the news that he was, in, da- in fact, headed back to New York to stay as a Yankee. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Uh, wherever you're listening, please consider following, uh, leaving a like, leaving a five-star review, subscribing to the show, uh, and then letting us know in the comments or on socials, which should be listed in the description, what you think of the Aaron Judge deal, what you think the Giants should do next that they've missed out on Aaron Judge, and then also what's up with the Padres. I want to know all of your guys' opinions wherever you guys are listening. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you at the end of next week. I've been Jack Smith. Thank you for listening to the Double Play Podcast.